0: Welcome to the ministry of Mercy Seek Ministries and Evangelist Pat and Karen Jackson. We believe that the message you are about to hear will mightily change your life. Open your heart, mind, and spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to move in you. We must declare it to the next generation.
1: I want you to hear my heart today. Why in the world would we start a church two years and three months ago when there's churches full in this city? Why in the world would we begin to tell you that the vision for this new year, for '09? For remember, our theme has been Imagine a Place for the uh, for the last two and a half years. And that's still our theme. That's our major theme. But every year we choose a theme. Last year it was Living in HD. And now we're in 2009. And our theme for this year is Welcome Home. Becoming a voice and a shelter to the city. And so what you got to realize is, and you're going to see this. You're going to see banners up in the next couple of weeks. You're going to see this everywhere because that's what we want to be. And as God began to speak that to us, I'm like, Lord, why are you telling us that's going to be our theme? Why are you putting that in our heart? And I couldn't get away from it. Pastor Sean and I would talk. Karen and I would talk. And God just kept saying, do this. Our our scripture is Psalm 27, verse 4 through 5. It's one thing I ask the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. To seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. That's our theme. So as I begin to pray, okay, Lord, what is the first word you want me to bring to the house uh, in 2009? What, what what, 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 do you want me to do? And he began to burn this word in my heart all week long. Now understand something. This isn't some, some confiscated sermon I got off the internet from somebody else. And, and I'll get ideas from other people, but that I, I don't do that. I go into hiding each week. That's why Sundays are such a big deal. We call Sunday Super Bowl. It's the big day. It's dream day. We're up early. We're dreaming about your lives. And so understand something. This message that I'm about to share with you, I honestly believe that it will set a watermark in the history of the summit. So if you're desperate for God and you're hungry for something new, give God a praise right now. Come on. Is anybody awake this morning? Yeah. Come on, it's okay. He's a big God. But as I move into this word, knock, knock, is anyone there? In fact, I almost uh, threw out when I was writing this message and, and I had another title for it. It was called The Forgotten Place of Shelter, but I kind of changed the title towards the end of it. I'm reminded of what it says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. It tells me. That my God is a strong tower. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Get ready. Because I believe in the next few minutes, I honestly believe as I've been praying, okay, what is the church all about? What is church supposed to be? What I want you to realize is, is what what is this church thing? I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I pretty much hated church. It was boring. There was times where I'd get rocked by God. In fact, that's why we're doing fire in the winter, because it was at meetings like that. And I've been praying that God will restore your time back to you. It's meetings like that where I could lay on my face and He began to rock me. But a lot of the times, all I saw was religion when I was growing up. So why do we do this church thing? Just to appease our conscience? So I began to pray this week. I said, okay, Lord, I want you. I've never heard a sermon preached or shared about doing church. Well, what are we supposed to be? Why are we growing so fast? Why are we seeing all these lives come in? What are we supposed to be for everybody? And so God began to burn in my spirit uh, uh, that, that, yes, we're a safe place, but but watch this because I went into the Old Testament because a lot of people think that the church was birthed in the New Testament. It wasn't. Believe it or not, when Israel entered into the Promised Land, God created six churches. Did you know that? I began to study this, and it's pretty amazing over in Joshua. I began to look. There were special cities that were set up on hills in the city. It was half a day's journey from any point. And Moses says to Joshua, give the people six different cities on mountaintops so that if anybody does anything stupid, they can go and hide there. Did you know that there were sanctuary cities in the Bible? How many of you know we're called to be a sanctuary? How many of you know during the on Sunday we're an armory, but during the week, if anybody needs sanctuary, they can come right here. But Sundays, we're about being clothed, armored. Now watch, because I'm going to get deep into this, because I I really, really want to be the church that's for messed up people. We want the failures. We want the jacked up people. We want the people that nobody else wants in their church. We want the people that have that are done, that are burnt out. We also want the people that are on fire. We want the people that are blessed. We want the, 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 the poor. We want the wealthy. How many of you know we are called to be a place for everyone? Somebody give God a praise offering. So I'm sharing a message. Knock, knock. Is anybody there? I love what it says over in Deuteronomy 33, verse 27. The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemy before you, saying, destroy him. If you ever look at the word refuge right there in the Hebrew, it literally means a place for the screwed up. A place for the messed up. Now now watch, because I want to move into this word. Write this down. Are you ready? This way to the city of refuge. Look, look over at Joshua. Let me describe those places for you really quick. Because I want to show you the church in the Old Testament. The church in the New Testament. And I think you'll be pretty amazed at what has happened to the church today. Because for some reason, he's still standing outside the door knocking. Look at Joshua chapter 20. The whole chapter there, verse 1. I want to read this to you. It says this. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Tell the Israelites to, to designate the cities of refuge as I have instructed you through Moses so that anyone who kills a person accidentally and unintentionally may flee there and find protection from the avenger of the blood. Isn't that cool? You mess up, here's a place to go. Watch. And when he flees to one of these cities, he is to stand in the entrance of the city gate, state his case before the elders of that city, the priest, and then they are to admit him into their city and give him a place to live with them. If the avenger of blood pursues... Him, they must not surrender the one accused because he killed his neighbor unintentionally with, without malice and aforethought. He is to stay in that city until he has stood trial before the assembly and until the death of the high priest who is serving at that time. Everybody still getting this, right? I'll explain it a little better in just a moment. Then he may go back to his own home in the town from which he fled. So they set apart Kadesh and Galilee. Everybody say Kadesh. In the hill country of Nephili now watch Shechem everybody say Shechem don't you do you, you ever find words you just like to say Shechem doesn't that feel good do it real quick you can feel it right here there we go Shechem you, you got it keep doing it there we go okay now watch and it goes Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim Kariath Arba that is Hebron Everybody say, or excuse me Hebron everybody say Hebron in the hill country of Judah Watch, go to the next verse. On the east side of the Jordan of Jericho, they de- designated Bazar in the city, on the plateau in the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth and Gilead in the tribe of Gad, and Golan in the Bashan in the tribe of Manasseh. Watch. And by the way, if you're, if you're a scholar in, in, in the Old Testament and I get the words wrong, I'm good with it. Here we go. Any of the Israelites or alien living among them who killed someone accidentally could flee to these designated cities and not be killed by the avenger of blood prior to standing trial before the assembly. What are you talking about, pastor? It's so cool because I begin to say to myself, I know the New Testament church was birthed in the book of Acts. But Lord, was there church in the Old Testament? What is church? Why do we do this thing called church? Do you understand? In the Old Testament, it was a vigilante society. If you ever go to Saudi Arabia, if you ever go to Southeast Asia, you go to Singapore, if you ever go to China, in fact, when we were in China, there was a guy that had gotten caught down the street from our hotel selling drugs. They took him out on the street and they tried him and executed him right on the street. Well, that's the way it was back then. The Bible says over in Exodus uh, chapter 21, but if there's a serious injury, you're to take a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. How many of you are glad we don't live in tooth for tooth day? In other words, if somebody rams you from behind with your car, but you get to get out, pull your car out and ram them. I mean, that would be fun. But it's kind of a vigilante society. Well, back then, according to, to the rules... It was vigilante. If you accidentally shot somebody with your gun, they get to accidentally shoot you. And if they're dead, their family does. Anyway, it didn't sound right. Hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. If I walked up and punched Nate in the arm, he gets to punch me back. We already do that. But basically, as they move into the promised land, Moses and Joshua begin to realize, wait a minute... Not everyone is guilty. Not everyone should be punished. Maybe it was an accident. You know what it's called? Grace. Anybody bought into that yet? It's when I deserve. It's when I should be tried. When I should be executed. Somebody took my place. Oh, you're not getting this just yet but what you got to understand this was places for messed up people there were six cities sitting on hills understand something the priest would go out every year and make sure the roads were cleared making sure there was nothing stopping if someone accidentally their gun went off they shot somebody they rammed somebody from behind they accidentally cut somebody's head off just by accident they could run to this city they could bang on the gates and the priest would answer the door and they would say, let me in. I've messed up. I've screwed up. And if I don't get in here right now, they're going to kill me. And the priest would open the door. Would, they would state their case and the priest would pardon them and they would live in that city and have to live in that place with that priest until the priest died. Once the priest died, they were pardoned and could go back home. oh you ain't getting this just yet. How many of you know the priest already died? How many of you know he already paid a price? How many of you understand that he died for me, cleansing me? He pardoned me. I should be dead, but he died on a cross so that I could be free. Give God a praise offering. Every obstruction was removed from these cities. Every place was moved out of the way. What is refuge? The word in the Hebrew is, is miklat. It means asylum, an inviolable refuge for criminals, for debtors, sanctuary. Most of us would probably have to be living in that city, in those cities right now. Because we've all committed trespasses of ignorance. We've all made mistakes. We've all done dumb things. Call it youth. Call it making mistakes. There's things that I did when I was a teenager I don't want any of you to know about. If you ever, if you lived in Aneana or Gardendale, you've heard about it. There's things that I did that, that were, that were bad. But what I love about this is there were signs on the side of the road. Run here. <laughs> Escape here. And so if you messed up and you're standing in a city, had a normal day, and then you screwed up for life, you could run. And there would be signs saying, go, 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 get to the city of refuge. I looked up the names of those six cities in the Old Testament. One was Kadesh, and it means holy place. The other one was Shechem, it means inheritance. And then there was Hebron, a gathering place. Doesn't that describe what church is supposed to be? Berserk. Fortress and place of safety. Ramoth or Ramoth. A place to be lifted up. Next level. Summit. That's why we named the Summit Church the Summit. Summit means a place of important meeting. And it means going to the place of of the next level. So that's why we said we're going to be called the Summit Church. Golan. The place of rejoicing. No longer held captive. So in other words, those six cities that they set up in the Old Testament, if you were to try to figure out what they were, it's a holy place where I get my inheritance, where we come and gather together and have fortress and safety. We go to the next level and we rejoice, no longer held captive. How many of you know that's supposed to be what the church is? You're still getting this right. In fact, Numbers 35 even talks about it. Same thing. It talks about six of the towns you give the Levites will be cities of refuge to which a person who is killed, someone may flee. In addition, give them 42 others. Numbers 35, 25. The assembly must protect the one accused of murder from the avenger of blood. Send him back to the city of refuge to which he fled. He must stay there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the holy oil. It was all prophetic for what Jesus would end up being. He would be the seventh city. Remember I came... Or I told you during Christmas that He came and dwelt among us. He became our sanctuary. So instead of going to six different hills... Or having six different places. He walked up a hill called uh, Calvary. He walked up that hill and became the city for me of refuge. The priest died to set me free. I'm still excited about that. I'm waiting on you too. That still messes me up because he took over the Old Testament where it left off. I don't have to run half a day's journey. I simply got to fall on my knees and say, here I am. Change me. What are you talking about, pastor? Every one of us could have lived in these cities. We all could. In fact, what does it say in Romans 5.12? Therefore, just as sin entered through the world through one man, and death through sin, and this way, death came to all men, because all have sinned. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short, just short, of the glory of God. Well, what does it say in Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20? There is not a righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. So all of you that think you're perfect, you're stupid. That's Bible. Bible says you're stupid. Because we all sin. I do it less than most everybody else, probably. <laughs> okay, I lied. I just sinned in front of you. Now watch. But well, see, what you got to understand is, what is this church thing all about? Why do we do? Church. Because there's this movement going on in the world right now where everybody's saying you shouldn't go to church. You should just go meet at people's houses. So I'm like, God, what's going on? Why do we do this church thing? Jesus looked at Simon Peter one day and he and he said, Upon this rock shall I build my church. He was talking. I get tired of our church being interrupted with people. Oh, with Pastor, homes. thank God. thank goodness you're here. Come to church. Hey, um...
0: Listen, I know I've made some bad financial decisions in the past, but I'm really looking for a place, just, just a fresh start, you know? Yeah. All right, that's good. Cool. You can come in our church. Here's what I know. <laughs> I know that this is not going to be the place for you because financial problems, that means debt. That means you can't really give. That means that all you're going to do is be asking for a handout. Let me tell you, this ain't the place for you. There's a church down the street that will love you.
1: Welcome to church. Matthew 16, verse 18, he looked at Simon Peter, Jesus did and he said, I tell you, Peter. He looked at him and he said, because Peter said, you're the Messiah, you're the anointed one. And he said, Peter, you're right. And upon this rock, first of all, Peter's name is Petro, means little rock. And upon this rock, that word there was Petra, big rock, I will build my church. What was the church created on? The church was created upon confession. He said, upon your confession of me, I will build my church. That's what he said to Simon Peter. So I want you to write this down. Let me give you why we do church really quick. Because I did a study on this. Because I was just a little bit uh, going, why do we do this? Why do we get up and go? Why are you here? First service was packed. Why are you coming in here? You have to park down here at the school and, and get a ride over here just to come into this place. And, 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 and I'm going, why, why are we doing this? And, and I wasn't being negative. I'm just like, God, explain church to me. So I began to search the Old Testament, then the New Testament. So I, I went to Mark chapter 16 where Jesus said the word church for the first time and he said upon this rock i'll build my church the word church there in the greek is ecclesia and it means called out ones not stuck in your little pews hiding in your little in your little programs it says called out supposed to be going out doing something with this to be a witness what does the word witness mean martyr i'm called out to die now that's not popular because we'd rather have a title than a testimony so I'm kind of getting our stuff. It's the first of the year. You'll have all year to stay mad at me. But see, I've got to do this because I'm like, why do we do this thing? And then he goes on in verse 19. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Unbelievable. I'm trying to preach.
0: I want to dance and worship here. Dance and worship. You're, you're a passionate worshiper. Uh, you know what? It's not going to be for you because you do weird stuff. You made everybody feel strange. It's just, we do things a little bit more reserved, a little bit more, you know, in order with what God really wants. Um, you can find a place because I know they're here.
1: What, what did he say to Simon Peter? He said, hey, hey, Simon Peter, I'm going to give you the keys. Do you know that the word keys there, what's that talking about? Is the highest servant in the land was the one that protected the door. And so the, the, the number one servant had the keys, And if he had the keys of the house, that means he was the most trusted. So he said, Simon Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Stop right there. He was mocking the Pharisees because they felt like they had the power to loose and bind sin from people's lives. So he was saying, number one servant with the keys, you have the power to be the doorkeeper. You have the power to walk in with authority and loose things off of people, bind things, loose authority, loose blessing. And he said, you have the power. Whatever's done on uh, uh, whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. In other words, I have the power because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Matthew chapter 18, or excuse me, Proverbs chapter 18. It says I have the power to loose things. So he was saying to Simon Peter, Peter, because of your confession, because you released. As the anointed one to go back into the church Upon this church Upon this confession I'm going to give you the power to unlock the door And to lose things And see miracles Welcome to church So what is church? It's a place of confession And servant heart and freedom That's what church is I have the place to Be real I'm just getting real with you What else is church? Write this down. It's a place to get rocked by God. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Listen, you're not supposed to be bored in church. You're supposed to get messed up every Sunday. And on the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. Filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. We're supposed to have tongues of fire. Unbelievable. Pastor, I'm a very successful
0: businessman. And I was hoping this church might be a good fit for me. You know... Uh, here's my experience, okay? Successful in business, it doesn't translate to successful in church, all right? Church Very isn't a business. It's, uh, all you want to do is just probably, I could use your money, but then you'd probably want to influence what's going on. This probably just isn't the door for you, you know?
1: Number three. <laughs> By the way, if you're a successful businessman, we want you. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Number three, it's a place to walk together and dream. What do you mean? I'm looking at the New Testament church. I went from the Old Testament. Okay, those six cities, awesome. Then I went to the New Testament. What does Acts chapter 4 verse 31 say? It describes the birth of the church after they prayed. The place where they were, they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke with the word of, spoke the word of God boldly. And all the believers were in one heart, one mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had with great power. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was given upon them all. I love that. So, what is the church supposed to be? It's also a place to get honest. The Bible says in Acts chapter 5, it says that Ananias and Sapphira came up and they lied about their offering. God struck them dead. Cool. Wouldn't you love to be there? I'm going to rent it in heaven at Holy Ghost Blockbuster. No, seriously, I'm giving you everything I paid for the land. Oh, this is what I got back the land. Bam, you're dead. Then the spouse comes in. Bam, you're dead. And they drag them out. And the Bible says, they were great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. Maybe we need somebody to die in here to have a miracle. Shouldn't be the case. But they suddenly believed in the power of God. Are we the place that God's called us to be? Look at the Bible.
0: Thank goodness you opened the door. Hey, listen, I have been through it. I, I've lost my family. I've been to jail. It's just been unbelievable, and I was hoping that you could help me out and just see so your divorce there. Yeah, God hates divorce, you know. And uh, I, I tell you, I, this isn't going to be a door. You're going to probably be able to walk through just just because and our people believe in, in staying together, you know. And, and you've got to work some stuff out, and hey, that's all I got for you. You know, I mean, there's going to be someplace else for you. you
1: can't stand divorce. stories you're hearing up here for the most part are true it's also a place the bible says you can be persecuted what does the bible tell us over in acts chapter eight that saul began to destroy the church let me tell you something you go to church the enemy hates your church he hates this place. He would love for this to be a bank on this corner. He would love for this place to be to just be to, to have died with the last place that was here. He would love for all that to happen. But let me tell you something. I serve a God that is bigger than man's desires. I serve a God that says, "I build a place and when I build a place, I inhabit a place." And before he builds a church, before you ever got here, he was already worshiping here. But we're not going to be in love with the building. More than the builder. See what you got to understand. It's it's a place that can be persecuted. It's a place that should grow and be strengthened. We should be growing. Acts chapter. So if you have trouble parking today, I'm sorry. Welcome to a church that's doing it. What does Acts chapter nine say? Then the church throughout uh, the, then the, then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Oh, that's so cool. It, what else is? It's a place of authority and.
0: Hey pastor, I've got a lot of past problems. Had problem with alcohol, marijuana, I understand. drugs. I, I, those are some deep addictions that you're dealing with there. You know what? Those addictions sometimes you you're gonna need some someplace else. Sometimes the church, you know, we're, we're just trying to worship God. We're we're just really wanting to be able to to get to the Creator. Man, those things are gonna be in the way. So I would suggest you could find maybe uh, you know a help center. And then this this might be the place for you. But then. Uh, thanks
1: how many of you hate pastor sean today (laughs) that's awesome sean i'm glad you couldn't see those hands (laughs) it's a place for authority and leadership bible says in acts chapter 14 verse 23 paul and barnabas appointed the elders for the church and in each church and With prayer and fasting, committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. You're supposed to have authority and leadership. It's a a place to bring praise reports. Acts 14, it says, on arriving, verse 27, on arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done. It's a place of praise reports and, and how He had opened the door. The door of faith to the Gentiles. It's a place of releasing leaders into ministry. Acts 15, the church sent them on their way. They gathered. It says, the church sent them on their way. And then as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. Folks, you got, we got to send people out. I mean, we got to, we got to launch them and raise them up. Oh, this is unbelievable how our church gets, it keeps getting interrupted with problems.
0: Hi, Pastor. My, my name is Pastor Wes. Well, well. At least it was for eighteen years for the last six months i haven't been involved with ministry, but I, I was with a pastor man and he really wounded me and my family, but I know God called me in the ministry to preach, and I know i 've got a lot that I can offer this church and, and I want to get involved in a place where my family can be healed yeah man I, I appreciate it I, um, we want to help you because i 'm the ministry, if not for the people ministry would be great I, I, I get you, but listen our, our people they're used to hearing me speak. They're, they're used to hearing our staff speak. We got it pretty good. Now, you, you're welcome to come in a week and get you healed. A, but, but there's not going to be much place for you to, to be able to minister anymore. And, and that's just this is not going to be the door for you.
1: So you don't get it. That's a true story right there. Top children's pastor in America got murdered in Florida. a church he was at. How many people in this church have worked for tyrants? Dictators. Pastors who let their power go to their head. See, you have a right to expect me to walk in in, in integrity. You have a right to expect that of Pastor Sean and of Karen and, and Enid and and our staff. Pastor Doug, you have a right to expect that I don't look at pornography or or, or carry on the wrong relationships with people, that I honor uh, my family, that I walk in power. And you have a right to expect that, but I think there's people in Birmingham that do not believe the priesthood exists anymore. You know why? Because maybe they've forgotten that we're supposed to be a place of integrity and oversight. What does it say in Acts 20, verse 28? Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit... Has made you overseers Be shepherds of the church of God Which he bought with his own blood And and it's a a place where we declare God's word without compromise Look at Acts chapter 20 verse 17 From Miletus Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church Verse 20 goes on to say "Uh, You know that I never hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you But have taught you publicly from house to house I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God How many of you know folks if it's in here I'm going to preach it We've got to preach it. Everybody say amen. Pastor, man, I read in the Bible, Matthew 24, 25, about the last days and about the parable of talents. And I understand if you don't use your talent, you know, when you bury it, you become wicked. And I need to use my talent, man.
0: You're ready to be used. I've been praying for volunteers. I've been God, bring us some volunteers. Here's all you got to do. One year. If you just submit to our teaching, that's good. And then I need another year out of you just to serve. Because we can't just put you up in front. We've worked too hard building for all these people for just to put anybody up in front there. All right? Now, that, if you could do that, that but see, most people, they're not dedicated enough. I could tell you, you're not dedicated enough to it either.
1: This isn't going to be a place for you. You're laughing. This happens. You don't fit in here. you got financial problems. You worship too intensely. That's actually happened to you. Successful. You're too smart, Mr. Scientist. Been divorced. Ooh, Scarlet D. Don't touch me. It may get on us. Seriously, this is what... I, I know the book of Acts tells me what we're supposed to be. It's just—it's a place where leadership has to lead. 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about... In um, the church, God has appointed apostles and prophets and teachers and workers of miracles and having gifts of healing and, and gifts of administration and speaking in other tongues. And, and, and maybe we've forgotten that it goes on to say in, in Ephesians that we are, it tells us that we are God's human body. That's what's so cool. I love that. I know we're supposed to be that. Ephesians 1 verse 22. And God placed all things under His feet And appointed Him to be head over everything for the church Which is His body The fullness of Him who fills everything in every way It says that I am Jesus with skin on When I walk into a room Demons ought to dive out windows Then when I go into a place People ought to feel the very presence and the strength of God They ought to know that we're the real deal But most churches just leave you insecure You're not holy enough You ain't got it together That's why we don't have the God chairs up here, so I can sit up here and watch you worship, because I don't have time to watch you worship. You know why? I'm too busy keeping my own worship up. Somebody give God a praise. Amen? (laughs) It's a place for the widows and the poor. Acts chapter 6, 1 Timothy 5, 16, it talks about... It's a place of giving. Philippians 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, the church at Macedonia talks about that. It's It's a place of healing. Oh, come on.
0: Unmarried mother. Hi. Um, I I just want to grow in God's love, and I want, I want my baby to grow in God's love too. I I just need to tell you. I'm so sorry about the mistake that you've made, you know, and, and, and God can forgive. And, but honestly, here, here's here's where we're at. You're gonna be a bad example, probably to some of the girls in our in our youth ministry. I got a flock to protect. I gotta be sure that and so now, God loves you. You understand that now. I mean, but this isn't going to be a place where you're going to be able to fit in. It's just going to be too uncomfortable.
1: It's supposed to be a place of healing. It's supposed to be if you've got any sickness in your body. James, what it say in James? Call for the elders. Lay hands on the sick. Some places you go into, they'd be like, Don't tell me to lay hands on them. Touch not someone Quickly. Bible says, if you're sick, I should be able to say, hey, servant leaders, get up here, lay hands on them. We don't do that anymore because that just interrupts a good service. see something happened church between the book of acts between those six cities in the old testament and what the book of acts says we're supposed to be because in revelation and i'm getting ready to close so just stay with me for just a moment i got to ask you a question are we the new testament church because something happened apparently and i believe this i believe we are the laodicean church it talks about seven churches in revelation and those are dispensations of time and i believe that we are and also in different places i don't believe that singapore is the laodicean church or china is but i think america is the laodicean church Church. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, if you've been to the End Time series, you heard me talk about it, that that what it describes. In fact, so i got to ask you, are we still the New Testament church? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trying
0: to pray and get a sermon.
1: Hi. How are you doing? Hi. Um,
0: I just wanted to come and belong to a church that will just take me for who I am and nothing else. Ah, I just don't see that happening at, at this church. We've been around for a while and I mean, there's a church... Probably fits you a lot better down the road. I mean, there's cultural lines. You know, it's kind of a touch thing. This
1: don't fit here, honey. You, You just don't. Can I tell you something? That if you have a racist ounce in your body, you don't belong here at the summit. My daughter's Chinese. I believe that it's called every color, every tribe, every nation in heaven. The only color that matters is the color red. And the day of going to your white church or your Asian church or your black church or your Mexican-Hispanic church is over. Let this be a melting pot. Let every tribe, every nation worship Him when they walk in this place. Let them know we don't look at color, we don't look at ethnicity, we don't look at that garbage. Aubie's new here. She just moved here from Phoenix. She's a part of our school, by the way. Aubie is the name of the mascot for Auburn, so you need to change your name. But, uh... (laughs) But, Aubie... Aubie, I hope you feel so at home. I hope people wrap their arms around you. All our new students that are in the house for the Forerunner School that just came in, I know they're all over the place. Raise your hand if you're in here. I want you to wrap your arms around these guys. Got 26 students here to learn. Listen to what I'm saying. What am I trying to tell you? Are we still the New Testament church? I don't think so. I think we've become the Revelation 3 Laodicean church. What do you mean? It says this, and this is a description of right now. Because somewhere along the way, in the book of Acts, he was in here. In the Old Testament, he was in here. But all of a sudden, in Revelation chapter 3, we find him right here. Look what it says in Revelation 3, and I'll close. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write these are the words of the Amen. The faithful, the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds. You're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out. You say, I am rich, I've acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But do you realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked? That's what it says. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich; white clothes to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness; and salve to put on your eyes, so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline; so be earnest, and repent. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop! Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. What in the world happened? He was in the church, and now he's out of the church. Some between between Acts and Revelation, which is Revelation 3 right now. Maybe we fell in love with our gifts more than him like they did in the Corinthian church. But somewhere he has gotten kicked out of the church. And now he's standing out here knocking. And he's knocking, saying, would you please let me in, church? And while he's out there, he's with everybody in Birmingham that has been kicked out, disgruntled, weary and tired, lost their shelter because you just don't fit our perfect church. So
0: he's knocking. Oh, I've been praying that you'd show up. Yeah. Praying you'd be a part of what's going to happen
1: in our church. I can't wait for you to get in here. Sean, I want to go in. I really do. But I can't go in by myself. See, I brought some people along. I sent them to you earlier. You just didn't see it. I brought some people. They got to come with me. What if? <laughs> Why'd the church change? In Acts, it was thriving of power and revelation. He was locked outside. In Acts, they gathered in dream. In Revelation, they were lukewarm. In Acts, they needed each other. In Revelation, it says they needed nothing. In Acts, they were clothed with power. In Revelation, they were naked. In Acts, they had incredible vision. In Revelation, they were blind. In Acts, they ate with Him. In Revelation, He is inviting them back to supper. In Acts, they stayed in a place of repentance. In Revelation, he's calling them back to repent. Where did we go wrong? Carl Bruckner said this quote. They may forget, listen to this. They may forget what you say. But Pastor Eric, they'll never forget how you make them feel. You know what happened? church quit answering the door. We tried to play the the role of the high priest. And he's our high priest. He's the door, he said. I'm the way, the truth, and the light. In the six cities, the high priest would answer the door. We quit answering the door. It's symbolic of that act of mercy that Jesus gives. have somebody that I can turn to in my personal challenge I love what the amplified version says of 2nd Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2 he says in the time of favor of an assured welcome that's what that means I love that I have listened to and heeded your call and I have helped you on the day of deliverance that means the day of salvation behold now is truly the time for a gracious welcome and acceptance of you from God behold now is the day of salvation Somebody's at the door. Someone's at our door. The simple reality was if you had made mistakes and you had failed or you were successful or whatever, you could run to the door. The problem is this. Most churches are locked. Isaiah 53 said that my priest took all of my infirmities carried all our sorrows, yet we consider him stricken by God, spitten by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for my transgressions. He was crushed for my secret sin that nobody knows about, my iniquities. The punishment that brought me peace was upon him. Oh, I'll close right here. Hebrews 7 verse 23 tells me he is my high priest, that all the other priests died trying to fulfill their office, but he fulfilled his office. He lives forever. Permanent priesthood. So we've got a priest, but here's where I close. I love Isaiah 50, 57, verse 14 in the New King James Version. It says, And once you'll say, Heap it up, heap it up, prepare the way, take the stumbling block out of the way of my people. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, I will dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. He says, I live up on that hill. I live at the summit. See, here's the problem. Go ahead and stand with me. Stuart. Somewhere along the way, we quit answering the door. I want to declare something at the summit today, Pastor Sean. Hey, Jesus. Doorkeepers, we need you. Doorkeepers, you're wanted in this house. Someone with keys, someone with authority to loosen to bind. Someone who understands that you are his body. You're Jesus with flesh on. And where we've missed it in the church, we forgot that. What it says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10, or verse 20 rather. I am therefore Christ's ambassador, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He says, I'm, I'm, you know who I am? I'm his stand-in. That's who I am. I'm his double. He'll show up for, for the premiere But there's some scenes He needs me to be his double Action Don't don't, don't, don't come to our church Don't come to our peace. No, 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 no we've, we've owned this No, our name My father's name is on the library My grandfather Yeah, yeah That plaque at the end of the pews That's his Yeah He bought that pew The bell That's been broke When they tear the church down, I get it. Wanted people that will open the door. Mark, people that will pull that door open. Wanted doorkeepers in the house of God. If you stink, if you're screwed up, if you got it all together, if you're perfect. You're welcome here. The theme is doorkeepers. Psalms 84, verse 10, and I love this. My favorite verses, one of my favorite. Better, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be the servant with the keys, with the power to loosen the vine, a doorkeeper in the house of my God, than dwell in the tents. Of all the religious people that got it figured out. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold those who walk in blameless. Birmingham! Please come home to a place. He is We don't want Him outside the door We want Him inside Welcome home Welcome home Welcome home We will be the place Where you can walk in and Come on Come on Come on I don't want Him out here I want Him in here In there In my heart I want to be a doorkeeper but if you're a doorkeeper nobody will see you on stage cool I want to be the face of Jesus greeting people I want people to go you know I didn't really get that whole worship thing they do dancers that worship leader is kind of excited man I I felt the love of God. It's like somebody had a key to my heart. Loose bind, loose bind, loose bind, loose bind, loose bind. I bind sickness on you, I bind depression, I bind, but I lose freedom and authority. I, it's like when they shook my hands at the door, they had a key to me. So when I walked to the altar, I didn't care what nobody thought. And when I hit my knee, I looked around and there's people just like me. Forced past problems. Oh, wounded in ministry. Hey, hey, married mother, unmarried mother. We got a whole lot of men in this place that, when that sweetheart is born, there's no such thing as an illegitimate child. Just illegitimate parents, by the way. We'll take that child and we'll bless him, and then we'll let all the dads in this house run up to him and go, "You're great. You're not a mistake." You're gonna change the world. You're a champion. You're a prophet to the nation. You're a you're a Heisman Trophy winner. You're the best. Come on, that's what we're gonna be here. And if we can't be that place, shut the door, put a lock on it. Because it's time to be the church of Jesus Christ, to rise up with authority and power and get him back. Come on better is one day better is one day better oh hallelujah well you're a little intense today it's going to get worse hang out this year it's time better I'd rather be a doorkeeper than hang out in some big building full of religion and trash and garbage and social society where we can get drunk on Friday and feel good about our little religious escapade on Sunday. I want to be in a place that calls me to repentance, conviction, power and authority. A place that says, get it out of your life. Be disciplined. Clean that up. Dream, 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 dream. There is one day in your Better There is one day in your Do a weird altar call today Churches are empty Because they don't want you And good They deserve it Hey can you look at me for a second Is there any failures in here Anybody that's just screwed up Oh great Great Anybody in here that's really ever made some mistakes that you don't want nobody to know about? Wow. Anybody in this room that would probably have to live in one of those cities if there were cities were still around? Good. Because that's me. What if today we lost our Stupid religious mindset of what church is about And instead of spending the first 30 minutes of every sunday morning when you get up wondering What people are going to think about how you're going to dress Or wondering if people are watching you What if today we said god I'll be a doorkeeper I'll be the one that doesn't belong there that you're giving the keys to. Does anybody want some authority in their life? Man, I do. Man, I want some authority in my life. I, we've got mono in our house right now. Our old family's battling. I'm sick of it. I got them speaking last night, driving home from that youth conference, and thought I felt like I was going to die driving home. Got home, I called Karen, I said, I, I just, uh. But what if all over this house... Everybody in this room could suddenly feel like you're a part of something bigger than you. Anybody want to do that? Anybody want to do it? You want to be a part of this place? You want to be a part of something great? You ready? You ready to be a part of a place that understands? Lift your hands across this house. Pray this with me. All the failures. Only failures. Raise your hands. If you've are if you never failed, keep your hands down. But raise your hands. Different type of altar call today. Pray this with me out loud. Dear Jesus. Thanks for knocking at the door of my life would you please come in would you please take over would you forgive me i'm tired of you living on the outside of my life i want you on the inside jesus welcome home here goes we're not done hold on it's gonna get more intense god's gotta do something in here say jesus If I've been hurt Or I've been wounded I forgive them They just didn't know there comes, there comes the presence of God right there. He told me to do that. I didn't do that first service. He told me just do that just now. He said, do that, Pat. He, he said, Pat, I want you to do this. There's people that did not believe in church before. You just came because it's what you're supposed to do. But something's going to change in you right now. And it's not about the building church. It's not what it's about. It's about giving you the authority to 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 have keys, to be the greatest servant, to to bind and to loose, to speak life. So with your hands raised. One last thing, Jesus. I'll be a doorkeeper Please hand me the keys I'm not being weird Say this again Say this again I'm not being weird But I want you to reach up With one hand right now Say please, please. Hand me The keys I want you to act like You're grabbing keys I'm not being weird Just do that Just If you look down Doorkeepers Doorman butlers you'll look at the keys in your hand people's names will be written on them he's given you the power to unlock lives that I can't say this last thing I will Come on, come on, come on, come on. Cry out to Him. Cry out to Him for just a second longer. Say, God, I'm I'm right here. Come on, just talk to Him. Now you can do it. You've got the freedom in here. You don't need me to pray for you or lead you in a prayer. You can cry out. This is your altar call. Your altar call today is going to be to love people.
0: Thank you for listening. We pray that this word would sit in your spirit and transform you. For more information or to become a covenant partner with Mercy Seat Ministries and Evangelist Pat Karen Schatzlein, you can log on to www.mercyseatministries.com